Hello, and welcome to the Chief Home Officer Podcast. My name is Thomas, and this is a podcast about being a stay-at-home dad. I intend to explore the many facets of this important job and hope you join the conversation. You can contact me at Chief Home Officer Podcast, that's all one word, at gmail.com. I also have Facebook and Twitter accounts, and you can use that email address to find me on those social networks. This episode is dedicated to the almighty iPad. Uh, when I started the research on this episode, my intent was to present an informal yet informative podcast about my findings. But after discussing it with my family and friends and mulling it over for a day or two, I decided that this would be strictly editorial. I don't have the time or resources to do any research outside of what I can find on the internet, which makes it pretty difficult to vet the source of information. And I'm no expert in any subject, uh, so I decided that this would just be an expression of my opinion and nothing else. So please take it with a grain of salt. Um, I love the iPad, and I have no intention of taking it away from my kids permanently. Um, They are learning a lot from this thing. Uh, My four-year-old son quickly learned how to spell his name because one game asked him to type it in before playing, and after asking for help a couple of times, he quickly learned how to spell it all on his own and was very proud of it. And it was a huge help when he was asked to start writing his name in preschool. Um, I should also tell you that he learned his letters before he was two um, from an alphabet website. Um, He had such horrible asthma when he was younger that I would have to sit him on my lap every four hours and do a nebulizer treatment. So we would go to this website uh, that had an alphabet game, and he would push the letters on the keyboard, and it would say the letter and have a little animal that came up and made a noise, and he loved it, and he did great. He learned um, his alphabet very, very quickly. Um, My daughter has learned her colors um, by playing a game that asks you to pop a certain colored balloon. Um, Also, letting the kids play uh, while I get chores done around the house is a huge improvement to having them follow me around the house and sabotage everything I'm trying to accomplish. Um, I once spent an hour and a half folding and sorting a week's worth of laundry while my kids played cops and robbers using the laundry baskets as jail cells. Um, I got up to go to the bathroom, and when I came back, the two of them were throwing the clothes in the air and laughing while it rained clothes on them, Um, which I almost blew my lid, but I I put them each in a basket and then lashed the baskets together open-end to open-end and let them roll around in the living room in their cages until I was done undoing their mess, and they had a pretty good time with that, so... Um, so here's what I don't like about the iPad. Uh, They obsess over it. My kids were two and three when we first got ours. Uh, They were drawn to it instantly, and I soon found myself downloading a bunch of educational games because they were learning quickly and they enjoyed doing it. I didn't see any drawbacks until they started fighting over it and obsessing over it asking for it in inappropriate settings, like at the dinner table or at the park. Uh, 
when one of them is playing it, the other is sitting next to them and usually begging for a turn. Uh, depending on their moods, that situation can quickly turn into a physical confrontation. Um, so I tried to find games that were easy for them to share, um, where the turns only lasted 30 seconds or so, and they could pass it back and forth. Um, the problem with that was uh, they both liked different games, and so when one of them would pass it to the other, um, that one would switch to the game that they wanted to play, and then the other kid didn't like that, and it just started the fight all over again. If they ask to play on it and I say no, it's like the end of the world for them. Um, and the thing is, I can't blame them. I can only blame me. They watch me all day, and I'm not proud to say it, but I have my iPhone in my hands for a good portion of the day. And note to self, I really ought to figure out how much time I actually spend on my phone and cut back, because I think it's bordering on ridiculous. Um, I use it when I wake up to check the weather and plan out the day uh, for making a grocery list, uh, making to-do lists, um, to play games, uh, to schedule reminders for important events, um, to check up on my family and friends on Facebook, um, to record these podcasts. Um, to play games, to find my way to the 100 different parks in this town, to email people, uh, to Google search everything, to watch movies in bed when I can't fall asleep, uh, to listen to podcasts, to listen to music, to make music, and did I mention the games? I am obsessed with video games. I love them. And since I have no control of the television anymore, and couldn't play the console games that I like in front of my kids, even if I did have control of the TV, I resort to playing games on my phone. Um, I've often caught myself uh, shushing my child when they're asking for help with something or for a snack uh, because I'm in the middle of a game and I don't want to lose my concentration. Um, and then the guilt sets in and I feel horrible and then I can feel them watching me after I've you know, given them their snack or helped them or whatever. I go back to my game and I can feel them watching me. So I'll take it into the bathroom with me uh, so I can have a little bit of peace. Um, but eventually my potty cheering squad finds me. Wow, this is a big poopy daddy. Now bend over, touch your toes. Wipe your poopy. So I've decided that moderation is the key. Um, and I do that in two different ways. Uh, when I give the iPad to one of the kids, I set the timer um, for 30 minutes. And when the alarm goes off, I tell them that that's the battery alarm. Um, and that the battery is going to die if we don't turn it off and plug it in. Yes, I lie to my children. I also tell them that that white van that drives through the neighborhood playing Pop Goes the Weasel over and over again is the broccoli truck. Um, please don't take this as a recommendation, though. Lying to your kids can come back to bite you in the butt. Um, my son caught me in a few lies. Um, I told him that the battery was dead on my phone when it wasn't, and he showed it to me. Um, and now he doesn't trust me when I tell him things when I try to set limits for him. Like this morning, I told him, sorry, the bacon is all gone. 
And his response was, oh, uh, let me check. So he went to the counter and checked. There wasn't any bacon there. But the thing is, is he, when I tell him things, he has to check on his own. And I don't know if that's natural or if that's because, you know, I lied him sometimes and he's caught on to it. Um, but this is a subject for another show. Uh, anywho, more on moderation. Um, so I set the timer, um, and I also disable the apps that I don't want them to have access to. Um, and while I'm at it, I prevent them from deleting or installing apps. Um, that totally sucked when I had to reinstall an entire page of apps when my daughter discovered how to delete them. I used to allow them access to YouTube as well. Um, they both loved um, watching Elmo videos, and my son would sit and watch Angry Birds videos over and over again. People playing Angry Birds, people making Angry Bird cupcakes, um, opening Angry Birds toys and explaining how to play with them. Um, so they used to watch YouTube, and I used to allow that. But that led me into some hot water uh, a few weeks back. Um, we were all in bed at night doing our nighttime routine, um, saying our nighttime prayers, and my wife asked my son what he wanted to pray for. And he thought about it for a while, and you could see he was thinking deeply about something, and then all of a sudden he just blurted out, I saw boobies on the computer. They were dancing and going up and down. So after my wife gave me a scathing look, I reassured her that he was talking about that stupid Katy Perry and Elmo video um, that never made it to Sesame Street because of her low-cut dress, but could easily be found on YouTube amongst the other Elmo videos. I'm not a doomsday fanatic, and I don't obsess over world-ending catastrophes, but I do sometimes wonder what would happen to me and my family if technology as we knew it um, were to come to an end. Um, could we survive without electricity? What if they grow up so completely dependent on electricity and technology that they die because of a blackout? Um... But on the other hand, the world is moving in the direction of using these devices in schools, and I want my kids to have the skills and tools that they need to excel at whatever they want to do in life. So, like I said before, I think the key is moderation. Teach them wilderness survival skills with no access to electronic technology so they can survive a no-power scenario and teach them how to utilize computers so that they can someday discover the cure for cancer. Um, on a, another note, I also have a growing concern about the overall importance that is being placed on technology as a social tool. Um, our kids will inevitably use these devices, if yours aren't already, to communicate with their social groups. Are we really doing ourselves any favors by eliminating face-to-face -face personal interactions and replacing them with texting, IMing, Facebooking? Will our grandkids need to be taught how to read nonverbal cues in the workplace uh, due to lack of exposure? Um, 
Is it good for us to teach them the pleasures of social interaction without the responsibilities of intimate, meaningful relationships? I hope that someday I can own a device that interrupts all forms of electronic communication with a 20-foot radius of me so that I can have a family get-together without everyone glued to their handheld devices. Um, whenever I see a large group of people doing this, I am reminded of uh, this book by Terry Brooks. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but it's part of the Magical Kingdom of Landover series, um, where a wizard makes a bunch of magical crystals that will show you whatever you want to look at um, as entertainment. And the result is that everyone in the kingdom stops working because all they want to do all day is stare into the crystals. Here's this week's random science fact. The rotation of the Earth is slowing because of drag caused by gravitational pull of the moon. Every 18 months, it takes a second longer. In the age of the dinosaurs, the Earth was spinning faster, enough so that it could make a full rotation 370 times a year instead of the 365 and a quarter like it does now. Thanks for listening, and please let me know what you think of the show. My email address is chiefhomeofficerpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook or Twitter using that address. Also, I encourage you to send me suggestions for future shows. And if you are a stay-at-home father and want to be part of the conversation, let me know. I am open to your opinions and would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time to hear about the different experiences that stay-at-home fathers have during this shift from stay-at-home fathers being taboo to more commonplace. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.